Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl BD. It's Florence the fiance. And we are back. Back back. Back 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 again. Um how are you? Tired. I'm stifling a yawn. Oh, I'm just gonna let it out. Just let it out, babe. Just let it <gasps> out. Yeah, that's how I am. There's never enough yeah. sleep. You can't get enough sleep, man. Yeah, impossible. Impossible. I went to bed early yesterday and I'm still uh, tired. But mm. it is what it is. We go again. We move. We try again tomorrow. Let's hope. <sighs> I'm drinking today because I am. Uh, what am I drinking today? Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. We didn't drink the other one, did we? Yeah, I had one left. So it's the Edinburgh Gin, Rhubarb and Ginger, Gin the Kiel. I feel like it's with something else. Oh, with ginger ale. I was going to say, I'm not just back in plain gin. That would be r- ridiculous. Um, it's in a can, so I'm going to pour it into my cup. But um, yeah, that's what I'm drinking today. It's remarkable. It's a beautiful drink. It tastes delightful. And... Something in my spirit is telling me to ask you if you've drank water today. Oh, I have drank water today. I had work was so busy, though, so it was really frustrating because I didn't have time to go to the toilet. But I was drinking water, so it was just a really horrible time for my bladder. Okay. But. I've since relieved myself and I'm fine now. Good. But yeah, I did drink water today. I did, I did, I did. Um, yeah, so uh, we should probably get into the episode. We should. This is a case so I've this... had so many... Oh. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, this is a case I've had so many times. Um... Not to say, like, I'm over it or something, but I've just had... I know exactly what happens. At a point, I stopped making notes. Because I kind of... Yeah, I... I mean, I've watched this documentary before. Um, And, yeah, we'll get get into the case. So, as we said, it's spooky season, and this is the third episode of Unsolved Mysteries that we are doing. The last one will be next week, and then we'll be back on track to our normal, regularly scheduled programming. So, this episode... I hope you guys have been sleeping with your asses out. He clocked off soon. Literally, listen. Well, the ass is out. Um, so this story is called No Ride, or this episode, sorry, is called No Ride Home. And it's a story about a guy called Alonzo Brooks. He's the youngest of five. And I was wondering he is, he's a very good looking man. He's tall. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. He plays Beautiful he plays man. American football, so I can imagine he was like Big built. Big, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. He is fine. He loves his mum. He loves his His siblings, baby, yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's, he, we really, the earth was robbed of him, really. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, his name is Alonzo Brooks. He's the youngest of five. And I always wonder what it'd be like to have like hella siblings. Like, I don't have many. So I always wonder what it'd be like to be like one of like five, six, seven. I don't want to. I reckon know. I'd like it. I reckon I'd like it. You could just go under the radar. No one would bother you too much. I mean, I guess. But you'd also get zero attention. And that's where you... That's where we lose you. Yeah, that's definitely where we lose you. Mm-hmm. You lose me now yeah. and I'm the eldest of three. Yeah, but you're the much. eldest, so that is a standing. Do you know what I mean? So that is a, a I mean, thing. it's a standing, but I still feel like I could do with more attention. So you should just be the only child then? Yeah, but when I mean, I you were for a long time. Yeah, it was for seven years and I didn't like it. I always wanted a sibling. And then after my sister was born, like, I never processed that being a... Literally, guys, I never processed that being a sibling meant, like, you'd share your parents. I just thought I'd have someone to always play with. So... So you wanted a friend? Huh? 
So you wanted a friend? Yeah, I wanted a friend. So I remember a friend that lived at home. I right. should have just asked for more sleepovers. But no, I had to ask for a sibling. <laughs> so I remember when my sister was born, like, you know how people come round to see the baby and stuff? Yeah. Like, a lot of uncles and stuff that when they'd come, they'd carry me up and, like, whatever. Like, they'd just come open... I'd run to the door to open the door and they'd just, like, literally completely ignore me and go straight to the baby. And I was yeah, like, because yeah, because the baby is new and you're old news. You're seven. I, fucking, I was like, yeah, I fucking hate this bitch. And then, like, to just add insult to injury, like, my sister was born, like, prem so she was always sick and in hospital so there was just so much fuss over her and then like i remember this one time it was really hot and my mum bought like magnums and obviously like magnums are life and so like oh the ice cream not the alcoholic beverage yeah yeah. (laughs) so then i had gone to school and i've been thinking about having a magnum all day like since i was at school i was just thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it and then my sister had gone to hospital the night before so, I, like, my mum came home from the hospital. I came back from school. My mum then came home from hospital. I went, I opened the door, and I was like, oh, mummy, please can I have a magnum? Please can I have a magnum? And she was like, you stupid girl. Your sister's been in hospital since. You didn't even <laughs> ask, how is she? Is she okay? You want ma- You will not eat that. See that magnum? She said it in there, but she was like, you won't eat it. This magnum will finish, and you won't eat it. And truth be told, I didn't eat another magnum from that packet. Yeah, but why didn't you ask how your sister was? Because all I cared about was the magnum. I didn't like that bitch. I thought I led with that oh at the beginning. Gosh. I wanted her. The novelty wore off. Then I d- didn't like then her. Then you said, fuck that bitch. I said, fuck that bitch. Speaking now of your family. Like my soulmate. But it was a tough... It was a tough time. It was a journey. Yeah. Speaking of your family, yeah. I messaged your father to say happy birthday when it was his birthday. Do you know when he replied to me? A I'm... month later. Okay. He said He's moving like a light-skinned... A light-skinned... Like, listen, the light-skinned said, nigga he is. The light-skinned he is. He said to me yesterday at dinner, he was like, oh, do you know that EBA sent me a birthday message? I was like, yeah, she told me. And she was telling me that you didn't respond. He was like, that's not true. I responded. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I was going to say to you, that, oh, he, um, he told me he responded. Because, like he said, and I, here's me thinking, like, he responded a day or two later. Not knowing it was, like, probably, like, two days ago he responded. It was a month. It was nearly a month to the day. I don't know who he thinks he is. I said, do you know what, yeah? Uncle, like, obviously you're my guy, in it, But, like, hold on a minute. Am I a dickhead? Wait, do you not rate me? I said, ah! He said, you know, uh, I'm not good with my phone. I'm not good with WhatsApp. I said, oh, okay. Oh, wait, did you have this whole exchange? Yeah. I did screenshots. <laughs> he said, I wasn't listening to you. Literally, he said, he literally was like, oh. He replied and was like, oh, I'm so, thank you for your message. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not good with my phone. I said, okay, uncle. My nigga, you a whole month older now from when the message was sent I said, it's expired now you know the birthday is no was longer happy was it on happy. whatsapp you sent him the message yeah of course it was on whatsapp oh, my dad is really I was bad like, with whatsapp that's, I, don't know, I said I was like, I'm actually chilling in the archives like, I'm definitely chilling in the archives no, chilling in the He's archives bad. like you have to call my dad to check his whatsapp if you need my dad like call <laughs> him or send him an iMessage like you actually have to call like literally sometimes I whatsapp him like can you check your whatsapp please like that yeah he's abs- I would have told, told, told you I would have told you iMessage him my dad is the opposite my dad is a terrorist on whatsapp on my days like my mum he... is a terrorist but she will da- ignore her family's messages she just sends out no my she dad video 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 and so like now that's my dad didn't it? i ignored the messages yeah and like so now like he sends them to the love of my life like he'll send him videos and then he'll be like family your dad's sending me videos i said you can't air my dad that's very that's very disrespectful you have to respond and he's no, like yeah but you I air him i would do a I general said, response if i was him no I, so yeah I'd well, do a monthly response <laughs> I do. Like, do, you know, do. Were so I do. You know, now Thank I you. just now yeah, I just put the laughing emoji. I don't even watch them. Sometimes they send me a video. It's like thirteen minutes long. I'm like, brother, I have a job. Well, you know, I work. Emoji. It could be something not funny. Yeah, but either way, so, well, at least one of them will be a funny video, and I just laugh. 
No. And I'm even so... if, and, and even if it's not a funny video, then do you know what it is? It's literally some conspiracy theory, which is also funny. So I will laugh at it too because this is not serious. For me. <laughs> nah, these parents like my grandpa. Yeah, his own insufferable was like spam emails. So he would open every like only God knows what sorts of virus his laptop had. Yeah. He would open every spam email. He would watch every spam video. I remember him watching one intently. Like, I, I always used to say to him, you wake up in the morning, you open a laptop, somebody will think you're doing big, big business. Yeah. Like, not knowing that you're going through every single spam. There was one he was watching intently for about how cocoa butter helps with um, diabetes. And he <laughs> called my dad and he's like, Johnny, you need to watch this video. I'm telling you, they said this thing and I think it, it, it could be real. I was like, Grandpa, stop. Every, it's not every email that there's one he'll open up like oh they told me that I won this I just need to enter my details stop grandpa it, don't enter your it. details don't enter anything anywhere don't even click the link you're even being risky clicking links li- I'm telling you that his laptop was probably riddled riddled with riddled also, with fam, viruses they probably hacked everything they could hack and they were tired of hacking him they probably <laughs> saw him come and they were like oh don't worry about this guy this one we'll this, we have everything we have it all we have everything we need there's nothing we can get from him no he was a character no, oh, that's crazy. I mean, for him, it makes sense, you know. He, was, uh, he wasn't of this time. Yeah, you know? he always used to say to us, like, guys, do you know that half of my age mates can't even turn on a laptop? Exactly. So he tried. And he used to send, like, WhatsApp broadcasts as well. But the WhatsApp wasn't as bad, but the that um the, the spam emails were really <laughs> bad. <laughs> oh, what a lad, man. What a oh. lad. Uh, anyway, I've forgiven your dad is the point that I've, I'm making. Do you know I what? Haven't. I don't take I don't take these things personally. It's not about me. I know that. I know that I'm, I I'm literally. I know I'm definitely top two. Yeah. Wait. So back to your love, the love of your life after mm-hmm. the friend who shall not be named. Am yeah. I second? Yeah, I'm sure you are. Who else would there be? Okay. I'm sure it's you. Yeah. But let's see what he says. I've messaged him. Okay, that's fine. Um. Right. So major detour but we're back now back 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 again so we meet alonzo's mum um her name is maria i think right yeah yeah maria, so maria. We see her... yeah oh yeah what's that what's that story what song is that that's um, what song that's that? the thing they sampled for um wild thoughts yeah right yeah okay we're there we're there um i need to update the playlist bloody hell so um we see his mum yeah we meet his mum and Maria, like, you can just see how hurt she is. Like, at this yeah. point, we don't know what's happened. But we can see that this woman is hurt. Like, this woman is, like, in pain. As It, it seems as if, like, her feelings are fresh. Like, whatever yeah. it is she's feeling, like, it's as if it happened yesterday. Yeah. And she shows us one of Alonzo's jackets that she wears. And she's like, I just wear it because it's his. And it just makes me feel close to him. And I'm just like, oh. I just feel like no parent should bury a kid. Honestly. Honestly. You're meant to, like, give your parents grandkids. I mean, if you want to. But mm. you're meant to be They're there, meant to like... see you live your life and then, you yeah. know, they, they're meant to go first. Mm-hmm. And especially in this way, it's just like, come on. It's not as if he was, like, I don't know, in the army and you kind of knew that th- there was a chance it was going to happen. It's or not just as if, sickly like, from birth. He was sick for a long something. time or whatever. It's just, it's just, it's just the, the not knowing, the still to this day not knowing. That I, that yeah. I think just adds an, another element of grief. Mm-hmm. So we just see this, like, montage of different people saying how nice um, Alonzo was, how polite he was, you know, saying he was clean, he was neat, he was funny, he was nice with everyone, his favourite colour is red, like, he used to wear this beanie and he'd wear it all the way down to his eyelids, like, covering his forehead. Do you know and who I he feel looks like, like? Who? But without the eyebrow, I'll be sure. Do you know who I'll be sure is? Yeah, the name sounds very familiar, but I Quincy, cannot think of the you face. Know Quin, you know, so you know um, Diddy's, like, not real son that he adopted? 
Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that one's dad, biological dad. Hold on. Do you know what? I will give it to you a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah, kind of. Oh, my God, that picture there with the tuxedo a little bit, yeah. Especially because Al- there's a picture of Albie Shaw with a hat like that as well, I think. Yeah, okay, I'll give I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. Um, yeah, so he wears this beanie all the way down to his eyelids. I think that it's nice, this bit, because we're, he- we're hearing about him as a person and not just him mm-hmm. as a victim. Um, and I really like that about this documentary. Um, so we're based in Kansas. Um, Did you notice that everybody anymore. was... Every, he, his mum was talking about him like he was still alive. Yeah. So she was using present and then everybody was yeah. using past. It was really sad. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Because it's like... Okay, let's get into the documentary. So we're in Kansas, yeah? We meet one of Alonzo's brothers who says that he lived in Topeka, Kansas, which is kind of like urban. I guess more like inner city, like blacks are about. Mm-hmm. And then Alonzo lived with his mum in Gardner, which is like the suburbs. So I took this to mean whites and not really any black people around. That's mm-hmm. just what I read in between the lines, right? Mm-hmm. So it's April 3rd, 2004. Alonzo is going to a party. His friend Justin comes to pick him up. And we see Justin in the documentary. We also see his friend Ty- Daniel. We see his friend Tyler. And one thing that strikes me here is like how old they look. Not because like they haven't aged well, but just because like they have had the chance to grow up to, to become this age, yeah. right? Yeah. So all the pictures that we see of Alonzo are him he's at like frozen. twenty. Yeah, he's like twenty, twenty two, twenty three, and he's like you know young, and he's still that age. And like all his friends that we see, of course, were that age with him, but now they're not. Like they're old. Like they got the chance. Yeah, yeah and Alonzo never got the chance to be that age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, like, they don't look old, but you see them and you're just like, rah, you're really not a teenager or, you know, you're not a young adult anymore. Like, you've got the chance to to live. Um, so, yeah, they're talking about how they sort of came to be... Is that the only thing you about them? They were, just to put it out there, they were three white men. Oh, yeah, they're all white. Oh, sorry, yeah, you guys didn't see it. Yeah, they're all white. Yeah, they're all white. I mean, but this is Kansas. They're all... Everyone's... Alonzo is, like, the only black person. I don't know how many miles yeah. for, but he literally, him and his family... That seems to be it. Yeah, they're white. Sorry, I don't know why I just assumed you guys would pick up on that. So they're talking about how they came to be at the party, basically saying that they didn't really make plans. It was kind of just like, oh, fuck it, there's this party, let's go. And his mum, like, this is so fresh to her. Like, Maria was like, she knows what he's wearing. He's wearing blue jeans, a T-shirt, um, a shirt mm. and boots. And he's limping at around this time because he's hurt his ankle the week before. Um, and she kind of remembers all these details, you know. She says goodbye. He's like, yeah, I'll see you later. And, of course, he doesn't see her later. The thing with his ankle you, becomes important later on as well. Yeah, you never forget what someone is wearing the last time you see them. That's something that struck me when my granddad really? died. I was like, yeah. I can remember exactly what he's wearing that day. I can remember the last thing he said to me. Mm-hmm. I can remember everything about the last time I saw him. You just don't forget. That's crazy. Because you replay so much in your mind about, like, what you would have done, what you would have said. Yeah, yeah. How much time you would have spent What could have been different, yeah. Yeah, what could have been different if I had known... You never, ever, ever forget, like... That's so crazy. It's It's just like a stamp, like... The way that Maria's saying it, it's literally like a stamp in her mind. It's like she just took a picture of a photo album and was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is the last day. But that in your mind kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, 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 so sad. So this party that they go to is in a place called Lacine, which is about an hour away by car to this party. And and so at this point, I'm kind of like, who the fuck is driving an hour away to another town for a party? I've right. been turned all the way down. That was my first thought. But then I remembered 
when I was at university, we went to Bradford <laughs> for this event. Yeah. yeah. We went to Bradford and we went by train. And Bradford is no offense to the Bradfordians here, but we Bradford there was in Bradford nothing. Literally the event was the only thing there, yeah. Mm. And we went by train and we stayed there all night and then we couldn't we missed the last train. So we had to wait at Bradford Station until the morning time for the next train before we could go back to Manchester. Literally. And when I remember that, I was like, okay, let me not judge. Because clearly, when you're young, you do things for me. You do some fucked up shit. Because, like, and and I think you're really in a bubble at uni because I mm. even remember when we went to Barfest. You went Barfest, I remember. Yeah. And you all shared a hotel room, innit? Yes. There were, like, 15 of us in one... Like, we weren't all even sleeping. Some of us just stood around like foxes. Like, <laughs> so when you think about... And the thing is, like, when you're in uni, you exist in, like, this warp this bubble so you don't yeah. realize that like you're doing these fucked up things like in a normal universe in a normal so world that like, the rest of like, the world is going by literally you were chilling like pigeons in bradford station and people were like what literally. the fuck are these people what are you doing, doing here, here? in dresses in and heels on a sunday morning because it was saturday night that we went sunday morning and i remember that day because i got home at like i don't even know what crazy time maybe like nine or something in the morning and my mom called me with oh are you going to church i was like yes mommy i had just entered my bed Nah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You just think to yourself, like, uni is like, literally, it's a bubble. It's a, it's bubble. a bubble. And you think you're a grown and an adult. <laughs> Fam. And it's, it's only know. the grace of God that you survive if you survive. Yeah. Because, like, what were we doing there? What were we doing, like, in Bradford? Very ridiculous. So, Daniel tells us a bit about Lacine. There's really not much to it. It's a little tiny, tiny Kansas town. Um, I think they got like one gas station, no real grocery store, nothing like that. There ain't nothing down there. Ain't nothing. There ain't houses everywhere. There ain't people everywhere in the middle of the country. There's nothing there. There's like one petrol station, not a lot of people, not a lot of houses. It's basically the countryside. And I'm just like, my first thought at this point is, what is a black man doing in these ends? Like, what? Like this is Kansas. This is in a in a in a Kansas. This is well, this outside. This is Kansas. It's the, literally, this is the country. Yeah. Like, what are you as a black man doing? in these ends as the only black man like that was, was my first Cam is from no he's from it's missouri. Kind of, no he's from Mrs. missouri that's it yeah where's anyway whatever yeah so they get to the party and alonzo is just good vibes he's kind of like screaming who wants a beer just kind of initiate contact with, but it's just with the people like, again it's still like a self-awareness if i went to an all-white party and i don't mean the dress code yeah. I would be <laughs> literally, like, trying to be the wallflower there. But the thing is, Alonzo, I suspect, is used to being the only black guy around white people. Because now I he's guess. in Gardner, he's not in Topeka. So for him, it's like, okay, cool, like, I'm always the only black guy, like, cool. And I'm at this party, why would they not be good vibes? Sometimes when you're a good vibes person, you just expect that other people are good vibes. It's like yeah. when you're a sane person, you just expect everybody would act in the same way because but that's what not. you would do. But they're not. So everyone at this party is about 16 to 21 years old. Alonzo is 21, I'm um, 22, 23. Um, they're not sure how many people are there, but there's a lot of people. And they're basically like country cowboy kind of people who seem to be quite tight-knit. So this is not as if like, oh, these are all my mates and I know all of these guys from somewhere. This is like you lots are the minority, yeah? Not in terms of race. I mean, he is. But... Everyone there is like boys and they all know each other. And then you lots are like the outsiders. There's maybe six or seven people from Gardner, which is where mm -hmm. they're from. Everyone else is from Lacine. So ordinarily, you know, maybe that would have been fine. Like, I'm not saying don't go, like, go party out your ends and that. But like, if everyone's good vibes, you can make new friends, see new people. All of a sudden, you've got besties in Lacine. But that is not the case yeah. here. We're going to get into the fuck shit from now. So basically, 
Daniel is telling us how he's chilling with Alonso and then he goes to kind of talk to someone and he starts to hear a bit of commotion from where he left and he turns around and um, he sees that Alonso's in some beef with some guy who's kind of like, oh, don't touch my woman, la, 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 la. And, like, Daniel's basically trying to break it up, kind of keep them apart, right? So that happens, they kind of gloss over that and we're like, all right, cool, so what was, what was you know, how did that the end? The crux what of that the... beef, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, like, they're breaking it up, fine. So then Justin tells us... There were some people at the party who had, you know, problems with, with people's skin colour. And it's like, Justin, just spit it out. Them's peoples were some racist to peoples in the country. Like, and he's, he's trying like, to be like... He's like, oh, we didn't see colour. I fucking hate that shit. Literally. We're going to get into that bit because I, really I really do go into that bit. But yeah, it's like, he's trying to say they're racist, but it's like he, he doesn't want to say the word racist. It's as if that word can't leave his mouth. So he's saying there's, there's some people there who had problem with people's skin colour. Okay, so they were racist. Is that so difficult to say? Mm-hmm. Will you choke if you say racist? Mm-hmm. So then Tyler chimes in and he's like... Our group didn't really think about race, so it never really got brought up. But Alonzo probably was the only black man that was there. And I'm like, why would you have to think about race when there's never been anything that's had a negative impact on your life? I just feel like this in particular, yeah, highlights the whole point of allyship. Like, if I'm privileged in some way and I'm close to someone, whether I'm friends with that person, in a relationship with that person, whether I work with that person, whatever capacity it is, yeah... I need to be aware of the situations that that person yeah. might be in and might be uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If Cause I, I, like, I... Yeah, because I was just saying, like, if they had two brain cells to rub together and they understood being an ally, they would have removed him from the whole fucking situation, not just the, the exactly. fight, but the party. They would have walked... Because like, I could have walked into that party and been like, yeah, this is not the place I need to be at. In Wrap the it up, then. Depth, literally, depths of South. Like, literally, they already... He already left South, the urban part of, of the South. Exactly, to go to the least urban... The, to the he's summer, going which is deeper, deeper, deeper into now the... Now he yeah. then went to where the KKK are like, nah. Hoods everywhere, literally. I was like, you have to look at these things from this marginalised person's point of view. If I have a friend who is, um, who's gay and I know that there's a certain area or this certain club where they don't treat gay people very well, am I going to be like, yeah, let's go to this area? No, I'm not. Um, I'm going to be like, listen, bro, let's, let's maybe let's not go here because it might not end yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like... And I'm not saying that it's their fault, but I'm saying that they have some stake in this because, like, you should be aware of these things. And, like, obviously you can't stop... Like, if Alonso wants to go to the party and have a good time, like, he's grown, you can't stop him. But, like, have his back. Do you know what I mean? Like, be hyper-aware of where he is, who he's with, like... I don't know, like, when people say they don't see colour, it really pisses me off because you're supposed to see colour. Yeah, It's very it necessary to see colour. everything, yeah. It affects everything. Like, if you say you don't see colour, you say you don't see me, you don't see my struggles, you don't see my lack of privilege. Like, and what yeah. use is that? What use is that in anything? It's so annoying. Yeah. You think you're saying something big and bold and new, like, oh, I don't see colour. Well, you fucking should... You should, and Patients you need say to. this to me all the time, like, you know, I don't see colour. I'm just like, do you know what? Just get out of my room because I just, I don't have the time to educate you on this right now. Yeah. And Alonso's the only black guy there in the whole party. Like, come, like, I don't... he has a target on his back. None of this needs no to happen. No Kevin Hart. But, God. So we hear that Daniel and Tyler leave the party. Um, they didn't really specify where they went. I think one was going to go to another party and one was just leaving. And I'm like, you guys came together. I don't understand. Like, you came together and now you're just like, yeah, I'm pissing off. See you later, kind of thing. They think that Justin is going to give Alonso a ride home. Um, because to be fair, Justin did come. Justin is the one who came with Alonzo. Like they were in his, he was, Alonzo was in Justin's car. Mm-hmm. Um, so Justin goes to get cigarettes and he gets lost. Cause imagine this is in the middle of the sticks and it's dark and I'm sure there's no streetlights and things. He gets lost, he gets stuck. Uh, and he tells his friend Adam like, oh, do you know what? I'm stuck, but can you make sure that Alonzo gets home? 
And I'm like, okay, cool, that's the least that you can do. Um, but then, you know, everyone goes home, fine. It's the next day, someone calls to see if Alonzo made it home, and his mum's like, yeah, like, he should be home by now. Kind of like, he better be home by now, you know? And then goes to his room, bed's just as made as it was when he left. I really rate that he made his bed in his room as size yeah. and everything. I really respect that. If I, um, yeah, I was thinking about it after whilst watching it, that if I had gone missing, what they would have said is bed was unmade as it had been for the past yeah. three days. <laughs> they would have been like, she must have slept in here. Like, this bed is a mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, she actually didn't. This is how her room always is. It always is, yeah. So this, is, this even indicates that she is not here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so his mum realises, you know, he's not home. And everybody, his mum is calling everyone. Like, listen, where is my son? Like, you man must have seen him. No one's seen him. Yeah. The guy, Adam, who was supposed to give him a ride, thought he'd already left, so didn't give him a ride. Um, yeah, so now we meet another black man um, who's not related to Alonzo, Rodney English. He is Alonzo's childhood friend. I really and like he, him. He says everything that I'm thinking all the time. Yeah. Like, I just think, Rodney, like, I wish that you were there that night because none of this would have gone down. And also, like, can I just say, this is why seeing colour is important because all of you left a party... All of you left the party and you left your black friend there went in an environment where you all, without saying the word racist, could agree that he was mm-hmm. amongst people who didn't like the colour of his skin. So exactly. even if you were going to go and get a pack of cigarettes, you should have said to him, oh, come with me. Like, even, even I if didn't I didn't understand that, even if I went to an event amongst black people where I knew I was safe, if mm. I was leaving and my friend was there by themselves, I would be like, come with and me. And this is not our we batch. Can come back. Literally. Exactly, exactly. That's I, I literally have that note. Like with the cigarettes, like, why would you guys not just be let's go together? Yeah. I was like, even toilet, me and you, me me and friends went out the other day, yeah, and I needed to go to the toilet. Where did we go? To, to the toilet together. together. And then mind the toilet was literally the next room. Like it wasn't even like it wasn't even far. far. Like it was the next room. Literally, why the fuck? It's like I just don't get why you wouldn't like why you wouldn't just this is what I'm saying, like, to Rodney, yeah, and we'll hear more from Rodney later on, but to Rodney, none of this makes sense because it's like, bro, like, why would you leave him? Because it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm not going out with my girls and not going home and not going home with them. We came together. Why would we not leave together? Why would we? Why would one person be going by themselves? It doesn't make sense. Even if the, the other person wanted to leave, it's like, okay, cool, then maybe it's time to leave then. Maybe we all need to leave mm-hmm. because why would you be going by yourself? Like, and I, I understand that the world is different for men in the sense that, like, generally they yeah. feel safer than women but either way you could pick you all had the wherewithal to pick up on the fact that he was in an environment where people were racist even if you didn't say mm-hmm. it so you then don't leave that friend in the mouth of the lion like you exactly. bring him out exactly if, if he was a white man in this environment you'd be like cool fine but not only were these people racist he'd already gotten in into an altercation right. that and that's my bit there was already beef you daniel already had to break them up so would you now just leave thinking oh yeah it's all okay no of course it's not okay of course it's not okay raggedy bitches raggedy man so um alonzo's mom calls rodney and kind of explains the situation and rodney's like something ain't right like how do you go out with your friends and you're the only one that doesn't come home because mm-hmm. exactly right and this just reminds me of like that case you know tamla horsford the black woman she had a sleepover with all the white yeah. friends and she died and they said there was no criminal activity and more recently i saw the case on tiktok i think i sent it to you on um twitter talia Lo- um talia low oh, yeah she apparently she, she drowned and it's like fam this doesn't make any sense like this is very strange behavior um so Rodney teams up with Alonzo's friends to go and look for him. Bearing in mind, like, Rodney don't know these niggas. Like, Rodney literally is like, Rodney is like his friend from, like, back home. And mm. these are his friends from the new place. So he doesn't know any of these guys. His friend from the urban time. From the urban, yeah, exactly. He's the niggas. 
So um, it's like, you know, with that meme when it's like when you invite your group of friends to your birthday and they're all like different. Yeah, they're all, yeah, they are different, different people. So they kind of want to make sure that, you know, um, Alonzo didn't get drunk and maybe pass out somewhere. And Rodney finds his hat. Remember this hat that he used to wear all the way down to his eyelids, yeah? Mm-hmm. Finds his hat and finds one of his boots. And they're just out there, just like... Rodney thinks that someone was driving down and just threw them out the window because mm-hmm. they, there was no rhyme or reason. Like, one was on one side, one was somewhere else, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and so then they get told to leave. They get told to, like, leave. Like, oh, you need to get away from here. And now, like, present day, during the documentary, Rodney is in the place basically showing us where exactly he found the, the things. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't feel safe. Like, he's like, now, nah, like, let's leave. Like, I don't feel safe. And you can that just tell even that. even the way they told him to get out, must have put back the then exactly 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 you don't belong here that kind of vibe mm-hmm. it's just so like imagine your friend's gone missing you found his hat you found his boots so wherever he is even if he is okay he's he's shoeless he's just walking around barefoot or with his Literally. socks on or whatever bareback so now bareback the friend just bareback in the floor anyhow strange strange so now the friends are reiterating that this is a racist town the town we were in was definitely an all-white dominant town they seen was Definitely, you know, there's some racism involved down there. It gets worse when you get down and, you know, go a little more further south. Obviously, that crap comes with the area. And I'm just like... The area you led your friend to. Okay, Justin. You lots even called him to come to this party. It wasn't like he heard about the party. You called him to come to this party. Now you're saying, obviously, it was racist. So, obviously, I led my friend to the mouth of the lion. Right. Obviously, I knew that something could have gone down and didn't care. Okay. So... Our buddy Rodney is asking the right questions. I kind of talked to Justin and asked him some questions like, how you take someone to a party and you don't come home with them? Especially as far as we were out in the middle of nowhere. To leave him there an hour away from home? I didn't understand that. And I don't know, I just feel like this is something ingrained in us. I don't know if it's the being black. I don't know what it is, but it's like we're just ingrained. Like I said, going to toilets together, yeah. making sure you're okay. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're, it's the whole community thing. Like, you're accountable for the people that you're with. It's not just yeah. me, myself, and I. Like, I'm accountable. Like, even, even like, if I if I drop for rent home, yeah, she'll be like, let me know when you get home. But I literally say to her, bro, like, even on Saturday, I was like, fam, I was picked up my phone to message her. Is this girl still not home? And she had messaged me saying that she got home. It's that kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so. It's just so weird. Like, and again, I'm not saying that it's um, Justin's fault. Like, I'm not saying that they like set him up or whatever. But it's just weird that like you could have just gone to get the cigarettes together. Like he wanted cigarettes as well. So it was like, fam. Okay, cool. Let's just go together. And this change, like, when you think back to moments like this, you realise it changed the whole trajectory of, like, one's life. Because if they had gone to get the cigarettes together, Lorenzo probably still would have been alive and yeah. we wouldn't even have this episode. Exactly. And just it would have split, been a bit And this is the thing, a split, and it just shows you so much in life. It's like the butterfly effect is so real. Like, a split second, a decision you make in one second that you think is fleeting, it means nothing. It has yeah. no effect. No consequence. No consequence, no nothing can literally change everything for you. Everything. And the thing is, is that that is the decision that was always going to be made. Like, there is no alternate world, we don't know, but there's no alternate universe where you could watch how it would have played out should something else, should another decision have been made. It's so sad, man. Um, But yeah, Justin was just like, you know, when he left, it was good vibes, there was no animosity, Alonso's having a great vibe. And I was like, fam, we just heard that there was beef. I'm sorry, like, did you leave before or after the beef? Because, I don't know, maybe he thought it was all calmed down, but I don't know, like, even, even, like, when we're out, yeah, in a club, yeah, whenever there's beef, like, remember that time we were in um, Coventry 
and there was like beef. In the, we went to the club. Were you there? Was there was beef, and basically everyone like had to like run outside. It was just mad. There was like did one was, like, of our little... mates go and no, stand? no, I don't think it was that one. No, I don't think it was that time. Okay, because no, I don't think it was that time. It was it was like we because I remember we were like in the corner like, and then you could just you know when you can tell something's about to pop off or like there was just like that sort of vibe and it was a bit like oh you know something would happen it would calm down something would happen it would calm down and then like the guy came with like the bottle and we all everyone basically had like ran outside and it was shortly mm-hmm. after there was that stampede at um. One other club where one girl died. Do you remember? Mm, I remember the shortly, stampede. Yeah, it was shortly after that, so it was just mad. It was just mad, like it's possible. Yeah, I don't, I just don't remember. Yeah, I think you were there actually. I think you were, but yeah. So anyway, it's just them kind of situations where it's like, fam, just be aware. Just because a beef calmed down doesn't mean that the danger is over. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you just have to be aware of your surroundings and the fact that you are with the only black man. In a racist situation, like, I don't know. It's just, I'm just like, bro, like, use your head. So, yeah, Maria goes to the police station and she's like, listen, my son is missing. And they're like, no, you have to wait 48 hours. And she's like, no, I know my child. He is missing. missing. Something must be done. We meet one of Alonzo's oldest brothers. His name is Billy. And he tells us how him and his wife, who is called Cindy, drive to the house, that house where the house party was the next day, and it's empty. He's like, it's kind of like an abandoned house, like no one's really there. And he's like, it's a bit weird because they just threw a party there, like how is nobody there? Um, And they show us a little like aerial view of the house. There's like a house, there's fields near it, a creek, and that's it. Like literally there's yeah, no other there's houses nearby. Else, yeah. Nothing, yeah. And so they drive around the town and like they can see people looking at them. Like, you know, when people are looking at you like that. Like you just know, they're just, like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here, that kind of vibe. And they managed to get a meeting with the sheriff, Paul Filler. Um, and they're basically being like, you know, this is a big deal that he didn't come home. This is not just like, you know, he's yeah. irresponsible and he does this. And the sheriff is like, yeah, you know, um, he'll probably be home any time. Like, you know, he's probably trying to get back to his donuts and coffee or whatever. And he's like, oh, he's just doing what kids do, walking around. And Cindy's like, bro, how many people do you know walking around without shoes on? It's just rained. We found his shoes. We found his hat. What? So he's just gone for a walk. And sans his shoe. ankle. And he has a sprained ankle, exactly. So it doesn't even make sense that he'd be walking around all willy-nilly, like. Yeah. So Paul, the sheriff, agrees to discuss the case off camera. So we don't see him, we just get his voice. And they do this really nice thing with, like, the B-roll. And they can just see, like, it's like they're driving along. You can just see, like, the town and you can hear his voice over the top. It's really great. As opposed to when they do, like, them little voice spike things with just the, the... Yeah, it was really well done. I enjoyed it. But, yeah, so he basically is just saying... I originally received information on it. I needed to go to this address in Lysine because there's been a report of a missing person. And I went there. Alonzo wasn't in the house. We walked the creek bed that night. There was no indication that he was outside anywhere. I just reported back negative contact with Alonzo or anybody around there. So basically a recap of what's happening right now is the 3rd of April is a party. The 4th of April, he doesn't come home. His brother and his wife go speak with the sheriff. And then the case gets turned to the Kansas Bureau of Investigation on April the 7th. They do a thorough search. They find nothing. The FBI joins the investigation on April the 10th. Um, they find nothing. Uh, April the 12th, the rescue team searches the creek. They find nothing and they offer to come back, but they're never invited back. So mm. that's that. Um People do think that Alonzo has been the victim of a hate crime. And people, there's like witnesses at the party saying that they called him racial slurs. And I'm like, okay, is that before or after the fight? Is that before or after they left? Because yeah, how can the you story, be somewhere... Yeah, the timeline where... doesn't add up. 
yeah because how can you be somewhere where they're they're saying nigger nigger er hard er and yeah. you just think oh do you know what it'll be fine there let's leave him it doesn't yeah, make sense the vibes are good yeah, the vibes are good. Alonso's having a great time being racially abused. It's, it's ab- a nigger. Literally, and ER. Like, oh, this is great. It's fine. This is great. He's, he's all right. It's in the songs all the time. He's all right. He loves it. Absolutely fine. <laughs> God. So they did hundreds of interviews. They did some polygraph tests. I wish that they went into more detail here. They don't ever go into who they interviewed, what they said, who these players are. Like, nothing. They just say they did interviews and polygraph tests. Yeah. So now it's been like 11 days and the police are trying to say maybe he walked home. And it's like, okay, again, injured ankle, no shoes. Is he still walking home? What's Pam, happened? How many, is it 40 days and 40 40 nights? 40 days and 40 nights. I said. Sir. Sir, honestly. So the sheriff won't let the family search because the family are like, bro, like, okay, you man can't look. Let us look. Um, They call daily for three weeks. Which to me... Is amazing. I'm just like, yes, you better bother them until they can be bothered no more. And they're kind of like, yo, can you stop calling us, <laughs> kind of thing. But eventually, so they we give will the call you when we have news. Yeah, no, yeah, we will call you, but no, 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 we will call you first until you have news. So the family finally get the okay to go and do a search when Alonso has been missing for 27 days, and they find him within 30 minutes of the sh- of the search. Yeah, that's wild to me. First of all, it's wild to me to even be able to li- like. Do you know what? It's really weird, but if something happens to my loved one, I want to say, yeah, I couldn't live for that amount of time not knowing what was going on. Like, like how do you just continue? Alive, but I won't sleep. I won't eat. I just... That's what I'm saying. And so what, do you go to work? Do you shower? Like, what do you do? Mm. Nothing. It's so crazy to me. And that's why you understand that people have peace within knowing that their loved one has died. Because at least you know, like... Okay, this is what it is. I think it's better for your loved one to pass or for you to know they've passed than all these than stories for them of to like be missing. Yeah, like I was listening to the latest crime junkie episode and they were going over three different um like stories where like men had just disappeared from their cars. Until today, like their families don't even know what happened to them without a trace. That's crazy. Um, Did you see that thing? I saw that tweet and it basically was like a really good hiking um hack or not hack hack is not the word but basically say for example you've gone hiking or i guess this with anything you've gone somewhere and then your battery is about to die they were like just change your voicemail your outgoing voicemail message to say you know what time it is where you are what your battery's on what you're planning to do so oh my battery's on 20 percent. it's gonna die soon it's 6 49 i'm heading towards the town or i'm sitting in my car my car's parked here so that when your phone does inevitably die whenever someone calls you they have the instructions on basically oh, where you are good. and they're able yeah. to find you yeah i actually saw it and i was like wow that's really amazing because you can change your phone thingy even if your battery's dead and then like even if you think like it's a night out and like you know something weird might happen like hey guys i'm basically walking home like i should be home at this time when i charge my phone i'll give you a call if i've not called you by this time then whatever whatever then whoever calls you knows yeah yeah so i think i thought that was a really good idea but um yeah i think that the grief is just probably so much more when you don't actually know what has happened to the person it just adds another layer of grief that just you do not need um but yeah they find alonzo within 30 minutes that like his body's lying by the creek they get the kbi and the fbi back um, so now we hear from the medical examiner who I think was quite useless. He's been very useless. like, he's been very like ugh, politically uh, correct. Not politically yeah. correct. That's not the word. Diplomatic is yeah. the word. So he's saying there's no evidence of a penetrating injury. So he wasn't stabbed. No gunshot wounds. So he wasn't shot. No bone fractures. Um, so basically trying to say that there was no like, 
I don't know, he says, like, contusions. Basically, trying to say, like, he probably wasn't really beaten up. He says he could have been, he could have drowned, but there's no specific anatomic signs to make a determination of drowning. He said, in let's go back. Conclusion. He says he could have drowned, but there are no specific anatomic signs to make a determination of drowning. He could have been strangled, but his neck tissue has decomposed, so we can't know for sure. I'm like, so what do you know? And also, if someone is strangled, you can tell from the bone, it's not the neck tissue. But I guess that might help in terms of guess, the whole, like, like imprint yeah. and all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like, so in then, conclusion, conclusion. In conclusion, conclusion. Mr. Brooks died. I do not know the circumstances of his death. I do not know the cause of his death. Whether there was an accident or whether there was a purposeful involvement in his death. And Billy is like, nope, no, 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 no. Like, Billy is like, this, how could it have been an accident? Like, his shoes and, and hat were found somewhere else. Like, yeah. if it was an accident, if he fell, if he froze or something like that, would he, his hat not be on him? Would his shoe not be on him? Like, literally. And, like, he, Daniel, who was trying to break up the fight, that friend, basically was like, nah, there must have been foul play. Like, this is so fucking weird. Like, how can you say, oh, we don't know, we don't know? So now the internet goes a bit crazy with the... um. With theories. the theories. There's a theory of he went swimming and he drowned. There's one saying he was tortured in a barn. There's one saying there was an accidental death and a cover-up. There's one saying he was killed, his body was moved many times. This one makes sense to me because why didn't they find him when they found him? Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then someone also thinks the friends set him up. I don't think they set him up intentionally, mm-hmm. but I think they set him up because they don't see colour, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one theory that I do believe is that that's, that someone mentions later on is that there was a white girl who flirted with Alonzo or Alonzo flirted with him and then the guys there didn't really like it and so they thought, you know, they were going to do something about it. Yeah. Tyler is also one of the witnesses that's like, yeah, he saw the N-word was being thrown around. Um, that he, Yeah, he saw the N-word was being thrown around and, like, Alonzo, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have had it. Like, if that was going on, he would have, like, said something. So they think he might have been jumped. And so my question to Tyler is, you are sure that the N-word was being thrown around? Was that before or after you left your friend? Fam. But this is always, this is the thing though because you don't see color. So when these things happen, yeah, you might flag that oh this isn't a good thing, but you don't know the grave danger. Like it's just you like don't men link who, it to the fact that it's basically the beginnings of a hate crime. Literally, it's just like men who like walk behind women at night, kind of thing, and then they come onto her and they tweet like oh I don't know why she was afraid. Like I'm just walking, going my own way. Like you, like it's the same thing. Yeah, like, yeah no one's trying to hurt just, you, bitch. Like blah, 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 blah. you might yeah. be another man just trying to walk, go your own way. But for every one of you, they're like two men who wouldn't just be trying to walk and go their own way. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like they all could now, looking back, be like, oh shit, like shit was about to go now down. Now they but see the At signs. that point, they just were like, oh okay, it's just. It's just a sprinkle of racism. He'd be all right. Like, yeah. And Alonzo's not even black. I don't even see him as black. So how could it be racist? Yeah. Who doesn't like him because he's... He chills with so many white people. He must be white. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like I'm when not. you don't see him as a black man, you then don't see the struggles that he faces as a black mm-hmm. man or the prejudice or discrimination or whatever. And it's like, okay, so then, like, you're, you're doing two plus two, you're getting apple because you cannot see that this is a black man. Exactly. So two plus two is racism. And you're not yeah. getting the answer. <laughs> it's so ridiculous to me. I'm just like, but Ugh. I agree anyway, with your theory. That's what happened with white women. Yeah, how many times in history have we heard that a white woman liked a black man, then the black man was killed because of it? Like, yeah. come on, man. Candyman. Like, yeah, and he was fine. So yeah, she did like him. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, I think so. So I think yeah, he was jumped. So we're back with the people who searched the creek initially, and they're like, listen, this body was not there when we searched it. Yeah. 
it wasn't there. The stupid medical examiner is like, well, you know, maybe he was in the water because it had rained, so the levels were higher. So they were like, maybe he was in the water, the levels of water were higher, he was dropped in the brush. And everyone was like, no, his body wasn't bloated, the stuff that they found in his pockets wasn't wet, so how? And they were like, he still looked black, like he still had his colour on him, it just looked like he was sleeping, it didn't look like he'd been mm. decomposing in a uh, thingamabob all this time. Do you know what I mean? As so the people were kind of like, do you know what? They, they'd heard around town that he was being kept in a freezer. And then once the police search was done, they were going to put the body back. And the stupid Emmy is like, you know, there's no way to tell if a body's been frozen before. Unless, like, you get it right when it's thawing, then there might be microscopic changes. But, you know, you can't really tell. And I'm just like, so why are you here? So what can you tell? All what you can, can you tell, tell is that they found the body. That's all you can tell us. And they found the body. So we know the body was found. Literally, the Emmy, he gives but... us nothing. Literally nothing. But the rumours are true. And the thing with this case is, if you really want to get to the bottom of the case, it's those whispers that people mm-hmm. are like... Yeah, that are going around This is town. a really small town, so everybody in that town knows who did it. Probably even And everybody was chief. in that party, fam. Literally, everybody that, that could possibly have existed was in that party in that town. And I think even the fucking police chief probably knows who does it, because even his brother was like... The way the body was found in 30 minutes, it leads them to believe that they obviously went to the police chief and were like, yeah, we're going to do our search. So the police chief probably said it to someone and it's such a small town that it probably like went to whoever it was that had the body and they went yeah. and dumped it. But then my thing so is that me, why I did they then it... dump the body? Like, why didn't they just like l- let it never be found? Do you get what I mean? Like, if you were going to hide it. Yeah, but then think about like hiding a, body, a body in a freezer. Yeah. Especially if you're hiding it in like someone's house it's not really the most conducive yeah you need to get rid of the body basically yeah and i guess maybe they just wanted it to be found like i believe i believe that they because it's like if it was it it was 27 days guys it was a month basically a month like if you're out in nature for a month you there'd be nothing left in in the south there'd be nothing what about the the north would there be anything left in the north (laughs) Well, the North remembers. The way, the way you said, "Stop oh, you it!" Get that joke. I do get it. I do get it. <laughs> I don't know why, man. Twitter. Um, but what was I going to say? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I do think that they just dumped him there. Yeah. So, like, the people in that town know what happens, and they're not going to yeah, talk definitely. because it was a black man, and they're protected. And also, yeah, exactly. It is, yeah. Like, first of all, and it's I think the police chief's son. So let's check yeah. that guy out first. Okay. Yes, I also so. think it's one of these things that like, it was like multiple people were involved. Like, I don't think one yeah. person here. I feel like it was a group thing and it's like everyone's protecting everyone. And I even believe and fuck that, that nigga, who cares anyway? Who, yeah, and I believe the police know who it is and they like help yeah. cover up. They're all protecting everyone. Yeah, they're all protecting. Yeah. And it's like, it's Lacine. Like, who's even fucking heard of a Lacine? Like, they all, nobody, who cares? Do you know what I mean? No one cares there. It's only Alonzo's family and us that give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. We get on screen texts. That says, in March 2019, the Kansas Bureau of Investigation released a statement regarding the Alonzo Brooks case. And they basically say, there's no evidence to suggest that he was the victim of a crime. And so they closed the investigation. So this is what they wanted to do, basically. Find the body, say everything's fine, close the investigation, everyone goes and lives their life. And that's the end. That's the documentary. That's how it ends. So I did some research and just a one-liner. The um, After this, Ed... Uh, the death was then ruled a homicide. They've exhumed the body and based off oh, of whatever they? evidence they found that have, they haven't told us, um, it's then been ruled a homicide and they've reopened the case. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. They need to find out who did that shit, man. 
They know who did that shit. I mean, they and the f- they But I mean, sorry, we, that. sorry, I should have phrased that better. We need to find out who did that shit. I think it's one of those things that in a year they're going to come out and be like, oh, these people have been arrested. They'll find it. I hope now so. that they, the, all the heat is It's on a bigger case. And that's the whole point of this unsolved mystery. It's like applying yeah. pressure. Because someone has been living their life for like 20 years or whatever, nearly 20 years, living their life, having kids, like working, interacting with members of the public, knowing damn well they've killed a black man. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it just takes one, something like this to apply pressure so that people who know are kind of like, oh shit, like, yeah. you know. Maybe yeah. someone's found Jesus in that time and they're like, yeah, let me repent of my sins. Who knows? Amen. But yeah, now it's time for... The real crime, I think, was the beard. Our new segment where we focus on something during the documentary that may not be criminal but we definitely consider to be a crime. Have you got one for this episode? Go on, sis. Jason's cheekbones. I mean, it wasn't really a crime, but it was just like... Jason, Justin. Justin. It was just like, Mm. why does God give some of the best features to men? Like, his cheeks, cheekbones, I feel like they they were touched He was chiseled, didn't it? Yeah. Chiseled. Chiseled to the gods. He looked like handsome Squidward. Why did I say that? He looked like handsome Squidward. Have you seen the picture of Squidward after? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were chiseled. Yeah, they could Yeah, cut. they were, yeah, he really was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when um, he cried, my... he looked, yeah. When he cried, yeah. Do you know what? I I don't feel bad for them, but I, I, I know that they feel bad in it. Yeah. And, like, it's they literally, it's like what you said about the butterfly fit. Like, they must be kicking themselves every day. So this is not the same. But I remember when I first did my driving test, yeah, and I failed. And it was something so dumb that I failed for. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, if I just didn't do this one thing, like, I would have passed. Like, if I just didn't do this one mm. thing... Like, I wish I could just go back and not do that. I don't remember what it was. Just do that one yeah. thing. And obviously, that is by no means the same as this. But it's like that regret of, like, if if I just told him to come with me to get the cigarettes. Like, if we just didn't go to that party. Like, so many things. So, yeah, and that's it would just, have been different. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's like, you don't even have the closure where it's like, okay, whoever did this. Like, the regret will still be there. But just knowing that whoever did this will pay. Like, he, like I understand it must really be terrible. And And Justin was proper crying, like... Yeah. I know that he feels bad and I'm not saying it's their fault at all, but I'm saying to everyone else out there, in order for these things to possibly not happen again, you have to see colour. You must. Yeah. You must see colour. Open you your must eyes. see colour. Open shine it's your gonna eye. Be a bad you, box so the guy is holding her eyes. Literally, open. literally, literally you must see you must see colour. Obviously, you must see colour and you must like not discriminate against it, but you must it's like when people say like we don't need equality, we need um equity equity yeah so it's like things just need to work the best for the people depending on what it is they need yeah so yeah but my crime um today is the way that they spell lacine because it's spelled l-a and then c-y-g-n-e and i don't know how you get lacine from that i literally had to type it out as lay and scene so i can remember how to say it that is a literally (laughs) probably didn't even know the country bumpkins yeah that was that is just ridiculous to me i was like this is a fucking joke but, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, just the cheekbones were litty, though. They were. So it wasn't really, a, it was a crime that they were on him. and not Yeah, me. that's a crime. Yeah, that's a crime enough, yeah. Well. Um, what are we doing next, darling? Look at you, her eyes are open wide. She doesn't even know. You need to pick one. There's two seasons, so you can pick. It'll be a surprise. Yay! It'll be a surprise, and then we'll make a trailer. Final and we'll... surprise. Can I just say that the theme tune, yeah, of the thing fucking freaks me out. Like, it's you know, at the creepy. end of... It's so creepy. At the end of the it episode... It reminds it'll... me of... Um... Oh, that... What's that show we used to watch as kids? Not Goosebumps. Afraid... Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, I don't think I ever watched that. Oh, I recently started... There was one really scary episode. Guys, if you watched it, let me know. But there was this really scary episode where, like... What is it? Are you afraid? Is it a cartoon? N- no. It's like... Did you used to watch Goosebumps? No. 
oh god so it's like similar vibes where it's a campfire these kids mm. are by the campfire and they have to talk scary campfire stories hey, right, 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 right. and so when they're telling it it's like a not a reconstruction but the, the episode is the campfire story mm. and it was very very fucking scary like it is it for multi- children yes and goosebumps but they were goosebumps was fu- i used to read all the books but it was both of them are fucking scary there's one episode of are you afraid of the dark where it was like a killer nurse who used to like kill her patients then there was another one where the girl and her boyfriend were like coming back from prom and they like um crash uh, through uh-huh. this like cemetery and then like their ghost ta- like it's fucking scary nah, for children fam i recently even went back because it's on prime I went to watch it and I was like, this shit is even still scary today. So why was I watching this as a kid? As a child. But I used to kid, like, you're just, I don't know. I don't know, man. When you add the yeah. fee on top of the bills you have to pay, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> the, that, that, um, the music, yeah, it freaks me out. Like, when the episode ends, I have to just end it quick. I, I can't let them go. No, it's so scary. But when I watch it, though, I watch it on one times five speed. So it's not as scary when it's quicker. Oh, okay. Good to know. But still, it's still creepy. Yeah. So, guys, we'll surprise you. It'll be like when you go trick-or-treating and then you have this one random chocolate at the bottom of the bag and like, you don't know if it's going to taste good or if it's going to be bad and then it turns out to be really good. So, so. you're going to eat it anyway. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of eating, I thought you were going to do your ass ring again. Okay. Um. What was I going to say? So, this will be that I've next week. I've told them once. Be... If they don't want to get <laughs> their ass ate, that's on them. Okay? That's on them. I, for one, will not be wearing my pyjama bottoms. And my ass I've will be hanging will be out. out. Hanging. Oh, literally. <laughs> flapping in the wind. So, no, man, stop it. come get it. Come get it. Um, <laughs> you ain't got to hide. Um, so, <laughs> this will be the last episode of our um, spooky season. Uh, yeah. That's what I wanted to say, really. In the meantime, between time, where can they find us? Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Ah, oh, TikTok, you don't stop. Two girls, one doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter for ends with two underscores and my other podcast, Character Replay. Character Replay. Um, all right, boys and girls, we will see you uh, next week. Yeah, trailer pending. Surprise trailer pending. Trailer pending. Bye. Bye. As a mother of a missing child, some days you just don't want to, you don't want to go on, you know? You get me real hard on me at times, and I get in a place of heaviness. Go through the motions, but it's not a feeling. You know, the longing, the wondering, the want to know. You want answers? Something? No. But you don't have any. I won't wish this on nobody ever.